20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Happy Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day, I guess, depending on your current uh, situation. Chris and I both uh, happily in uh, serious relationships, right, Chris? Absolutely. Well, except, so uh, the pressure's on us. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Plus, my girlfriend calls herself a Packer widow during the season. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember uh, when I first introduced her to my friends, uh, when we first started dating, we started dating in September of 2015. And it was, of course, right when the Packers starts. And so they said, this is the worst time for you to start dating Chris. You know? <laughs> well, it, it's almost as better. Like, so uh, we started uh, dating in the spring, actually right, right around, uh, Valentine's day in the spring of 2014. And so her first Packers season was the, uh, NFC championship game against the Seahawks. And so for a second there, you kind of question if, uh, you know, things might be a little bit cursed, but thankfully we've moved past that. And, uh, I think we're on the right track and now she's, She's got her favorite Packers now, and so she's got her, you know, Packers crush. She's going to be a little disheartened when what happens to uh, Randall Cobb this offseason. Is, is that her crush? That's the big crush is Randall Cobb, and right, I, my, my I can't say is, I, I disagree. Yeah, my girlfriend's is Blake Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about those eyes, man. Randall's got the eyes, and Blake actually, too. Blake's got the supermodel kind of face. Hey, he's a tall glass of water. <laughs> yeah sitting right there in the middle of the, the line of scrimmage ready to ready to pop you as you come through so today since it is valentine's day we decided to do uh, a little bit of a dating game uh here on the pack a day podcast so obviously free agency is going to start here in about um well officially can start in about a month when the new uh season rolls around so Right now, it's all speculation about where free agents are going to be going. Teams really can't comment. You can't really make a lot of – you can't make official contact with anybody yet. So it's a lot of hypothetical. But what we've decided to do is take some of the big position groups that the Packers are probably going to be looking to fill in free agency and also probably the draft. So we've taken each of us a couple of position groups and found a couple of potential free agent candidates and uh, broken them down and giving them sort of, you know, like a dating game sort of profile or a profile breakdown. Neither of us are going to know who these other players are that we're talking about. We're going to be guessing blind. And once we make our selection, we'll reveal who our dating game match is. Um, you ready to start, Chris? Yeah. All right. So I'll go, I'll start us off with uh, one of the more popular ones is the wide receivers group. So your free agent number one. High-flying wide receiver comes into free agency after pulling down five touchdowns last season, second highest of his five-year career. He's 28 years old, potentially looking to play for his third team in his career. Last year, he played on a one-year deal after not re-signing with the team that originally drafted him. Near the top of the list in receiving yards among free agent wide receivers this year was 715 yards and 17 yards per catch. Now wants to be on the top of your list, free agent number one. 
Number two, free agent number two coming into free agency. He also has five touchdown strikes last year, by far the most of his career. He's young at 26 years old, just finished up his rookie deal or finishing up the last year of his rookie deal. So uh, could be making or could be looking to make more than the $1.9 million he brought in last year. Only 334 yards on 32 catches, but he was returning from an Achilles tear in 2017 be careful your heart doesn't tear it's achilles when it skips a beat for free agent number two be ready for more of this smarmy crap from me in my uh profiles it was a really slow day at work today (laughs) free agent number three he's the oldest of the wide receivers but don't let that fool you the only thing older than his age is his loyalty as he's played every single level of football that's peewee to pro in the same exact state he's missed a grand total of nine games in his seven-year career so you know he'll be there when you need him he may have only grabbed three touchdowns last year but had a near career high in yards and yards per catch wants to be the star of your team it's free agent number three so those are your three wide receiver uh profiles chris i'll let you kind of think about make your decision um the cool thing with some of these two i put them up on the uh pack a day Twitter feed to get responses from some fans and we got a ton of responses. So would you like to make your pick first or do you want to see what uh, the fans picked first? I'm just going to throw mine out right away. I'm going to say I'm going to go with number pick number two. You're going to take wide receiver number two. All right. Um, With 63%, the uh, Twitter followers picked wide receiver number three. Oh, so uh, for you, oh, it's Chris, your – he actually was last in the voting. <laughs> <laughs> it was – your wide receiver is Chris Connolly from the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. 26 years old, uh, the youngest one that I profiled here, but uh, could be still on the uh, upswing of things early on. Wide receiver number three, the ones the fans picked, is none other than Cole Beasley. From the Dallas Cowboys. So and there's been a lot of talk already about Cole Beasley coming to the Packers. So apparently fans on that point on that bandwagon, but you go with uh, the Kansas City. And also John Wall Allison, too. There's two weapons that are gonna be gone. So yeah, I can see Cole Beasley. Yeah, so very, don't give him a contract so. that they gave Randall Cobb. Don't overpay to keep him. <laughs> exactly. So I'll let you go next. Uh, you've got a couple of your own position groups. Hit me with yours. Yeah, my position groups were tight ends and cornerbacks. Both a little bit of a you know Debbie Downer for this uh, this offseason. <laughs> However, you know ESPN's Mike Clay ranked Green Bay number ten on teams that need a tight end. But if you haven't noticed, it's kind of difficult not just for the Packers, but for most teams to make a splash in free agency with tight ends. You know. Although the Packers have tried. Oh, it, exactly. They tried so many times and failed, which is why I'm thinking you got to go with the draft. And when, I come, when I think of the draft, you're probably going to have to look more toward the third, fourth rounders probably for a tight end because you're thinking probably defense at the beginning. But, man, you set the bar pretty high. <laughs> I was just there, – there was nothing to do at work today. Show host. There was nothing to do at work today. You should be a game show host. That, that was really, <laughs> really good. Oh, man. I missed my calling. (laughs) All right, I'll just start with my first first, uh, tight end. 
Uh, let's see here. How can I start this off? I, I can't top you. That, that, that's, that's tough. <laughs> let's just say that overall, this tight end is old. He's on the wrong side of 30, but he's coming off career bests in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, and made his first Pro Bowl. Among all tight ends last season, he was fifth in catches, fourth in yards, and fourth in touchdowns, and averaged a healthy 13.2 yards per catch, second best of his career. Downside is, once again, he's 32 years old, which is ancient in the NFL. True. Next is a guy who was overshadowed by extraordinary talent on his team. So he was not the first option. He wasn't the second option. He really wasn't even the third option. He averaged only slightly over 37 catches, 377 yards, and 2.7 touchdowns per season since 2016. But when it comes to a per-play basis when he was on the field, Football Outsiders ranked him as the seventh best tight end in the league last year. So maybe if you look at his numbers, teams might not go after him, but Packers might be able to get him with a really cheap price tag. And last but not least is a guy that definitely does not have sexy numbers. He's not a pass catcher. He's never caught more than 30 balls in a season. However, on 378 blocking snaps last year, he only had five five blown blocks and zero holding penalties. Something the Packers desperately need for the running game. Which one would you take? So number three sounds a lot like a Mercedes Lewis. And so if you're already going to – potentially you could keep Mercedes Lewis around easier than getting another one or mm-hmm. a, a, the you know the same guy. Number one sounds a little bit too old for my taste, so I'm going to go with number two, tight end number two. Tight end number two, you picked Jesse James from the Steelers. Ah. When you have Antonio Brown, and even though Bell, uh, even though, uh, Bell was gone last year, and then you have Juju Smith-Schuster, a lot of talent on that Steelers offense. So he was overshadowed. Maybe they might let him go. Might not be bad if the Packers get him on a really cheap one-year deal. That's a, I mean, Football Outsiders ranked him the seventh-best tight end when he was on the field. So that might be too bad. And the number one player, the number one, the guy that you passed on was Jared Cook. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the problem with Cook is that he's been inconsistent. He had statistically the best year of his career, you know, with with the the Raiders. And then, of course, the Raiders trading away their number one wide receiver. Last year also opened more things up for him. So those are the three best tight ends. As you can see, the Packers do not expect a huge splash in in tight ends for not just the Packers, but for almost any team this offseason. Yeah. Look at the draft and primarily in the later rounds. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Get your heart squashed on Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I actually, I remember I, the, other wide receiver, we didn't mention the first one. Um, he came in second in that voting. You passed on him too. Is John Brown uh, of the Baltimore Ravens, formerly from the Arizona Cardinals? Um, I wanted to make sure because a lot of some of the people on Twitter were asking about which one. You know, trying to figure out which ones are which. So, uh, edge rushers now. This one a little bit more split evenly when it comes to the voting on Twitter. Uh, And we were kind of talking off air about this. And I think people will agree. There's a lot of really, really sexy free agent prospects in the edge rushing market this year. I think we tried to play it a little bit conservative with who we were looking at just because of some of those names probably aren't going to be uh, making their way 
you know, to the Packers just because you want them. It's not Madden. You know what I mean? It's kind of so, like Khalil Mack, you know? Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, you, know, you hope for actually it. A pretty solid chance, I think. Yeah. But, I, you know, when you say these, to give me an honest, uh, give me a really good honest guess and not have the terrible guess I had the last round, <laughs> let me know whether or not these guys are coming off of 4-3 defenses or 3-4, whether or not these guys are going to be edge oh, rushers with their hand in the dirt. Or are they going to be standing up in a two-point stance to see if they can actually mold into the Packers' defense? Because, I mean, they're losing Clay. They're probably going to lose Clay Matthews and Nick Perry. So are they going to be standing up in that old elephant position or down on uh, in a three-point stance? So the first one here, free agent number one. He's the wily veteran of the group when it comes to the uh, free agency market. But he's also the only one to bring the bling to the conversation as a former Super Bowl champion. He only spent three years with that championship team. He spent the last six years with his second one. Durability was his calling card uh, right up until his first big injury of his career this past season as a hamstring sidelined him for most of the season. However, before that, he didn't miss a game for five seasons straight. Coming out of a 3-4 defense last year, only 790k he made last year, so he could be the steal of a class. While he steals your heart, it's free agent number one. Uh, number two, free agent number two, is a five-year veteran looking to prove that he has what it takes to be an elite rusher in this league. Played last year on a $12 million fifth-year option on his rookie deal, but only produced Three sacks and 55 tackles, career lows for him. He's known in his division as a heavy hitter, can cause trouble for opposing QBs, even if he doesn't show up on the box score every single time. He'll be one of several vying to be the king in the pass-rushing realm. It's free agent number two. And then finally, for uh, free agent number three, he's a former top-five pick who is in his first years lived up to the title as such. In his first five years, he's missed only seven games while having a season total or season totals of 14 and a half and 12 sacks, respectively. Had a rough 2018, playing only seven games, had a lingering shoulder injury, but still accumulating four sacks in those seven games with spot track market value, putting him at $13 million a year. He could arguably be the most expensive of this group, but still has the bona fides to prove he can be the pride of your defense. It's free agent number three. For Twitter, do you want do you want to make your picks or do you want uh, Twitter here? Hi, I, I want to redeem myself after the first round. I know this sounds really bad, but can you please repeat number one? Yes. So <laughs> number one, uh, like I said, he's the oldest one of the group. I don't think I said his uh, age. He's thirty-one years old. Ooh. Um, but like I said, former Super Bowl champion. He's played nine seasons now. Uh, had only played nine games last year, had that hamstring injury that sidelined him. Um, but before that, again, like I said, five years, didn't miss a single game uh, okay. for that team. And again, only made $790,000 last year. So could be looking at uh, a cheap rent-a-player for a year that could fill in spot-wise. Okay. Instead of going that, I'm just going to make a splash and go with number three. You're going to go with number three. And... I believe uh, Twitter agrees with you at yes. 50%. They picked uh, edge rusher number three behind that was number one with 39%. And then number two was 11. So your pick in the edge rusher class 
is from the Detroit Lions, Ezekiel Ansah. At 29 years old, Ezekiel Ansah was number three. Would you like to hear who number one was for a little blast from the past? Yes. Free agent number one is none other than Super Bowl champion and former Green Bay Packer, Frank Zombo. (laughs) (laughs) I had to throw him into the group. I was hoping hoping you'd pick him just for the big reveal. Um, And number two, I stayed in the NFC North again. Anthony Barr from the Minnesota Vikings was number two. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, not good, not good all around. That one really had a bunch of landmines. Either had to pick two division rivals or Frank Zombo. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I picked number three. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, with the edge rushers, like we said, there's a lot of bigger, sexy candidates out there. But I think for the Packers, I don't know if edge rusher is where you want to spend a, a splash kind of money because – you can find different ways to scheme people in blitzes, which is something Mike Pettin did really well last year. Exactly. I mean, look what he did with Fackrell, for God's sake. Exactly. Blake Martinez, I think he would, he had five sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Only uh, – and I know he's not a natural pass rusher. For him to get those numbers, it's pretty amazing. That's why I give Pettin so much credit. I'm glad that he's – that they kept him as defensive coordinator. I agree. Do you want to hit us uh, with cornerbacks as our next group, moving to the uh, secondary? Cornerbacks. Once again, overall, a soft group of players. Not a big not a big splash that you can really make, once again. But here are the three that I, I picked out. Number one, you can't say that he's uh, a stud or a ball hawk, but he's a solid number one. He's only 25 years old. He is a Super Bowl champion. He had four tackles and two passes defended in that game. While he played in only nine games last year, he had 12 passes defended and has four interceptions over the last two years. He was also named Pro Football Focus Defensive Rookie of the Year back in 2015. Problem, though, is he tore his ACL last November, so will he be ready to play? And if he does, how long will it take him to get back to his previous self? Number two, 27 years old, solid player, nothing fancy, nothing fantastic. Could be more of a leader given his age being 27. He is a good uh, corner, uh, good blitzer off the edge for cornerback with three sacks last year. He has had 12 passes defended and four interceptions over the last two seasons. So an overall solid number two or number three corner. And then lastly, we have the veteran, 32 years old. But he had 10 passes defended and one interception last season. He's had at least 10 passes defended in eight of his 10 seasons in the league and has at least two interceptions in six of his 10 seasons. Not to mention, of course, he played on a team that was in the Super Bowl last season. Oh. And, of course, he is reliable. So I have... I feel like I have a suspicion of who the one and three might be. And I was kind of leaning towards number one. Um, I'd say the number one and number three, you're going to have to cough up more dough. Okay. 
the guy who right because number two is just a solid guy who you could say is more realistic if you just need a solid backup or just a solid guy the number one and number three are guys who i think would make more of an impact so i mean in the packers situation i think you do need to find somebody to kind of take over that number one spot you know to to make a have a playmaker but i think that you have that possibly in Jay or Alexander, so you think he'll make that jump next year and actually be number one? So when you look for another cornerback, you need a number two or a number three. You don't need to look for the number one anymore. True. That's. I mean, that's what you. That's what you hope for. At least when you drafted him in the first round. So I mean, I'll, I'll go with number two. I think. I think that's what you're kind of looking for. I think that's what they're hoping for from some of their other cornerbacks that played uh, last year. And so I'll say uh, number two. All right, that is Bryce Callahan of the Chicago Bears, I, which I think is a good thing because even if you go after him and you raise the price, the Bears might overpay to keep him. Right. That's what I mean. That's what they did with uh, Alan Hearns. Exactly. So that's why I was thinking of him. The other two, number one, was Ronald Darby of the Eagles. Oh, I I thought it was somebody from the Seahawks, but okay, that's good. Yeah, of the Eagles. He, he was. He had a great rookie year. He. Uh, Played only nine games last year, but he had 12 passes defended, but then he tore his ACL in November. So we'll see what, what's going to happen with him. And the last one was Jason McCourty. Okay. Uh, yeah. England Patriots. I figured it was somebody from the Patriots. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Good. All right. Our final, you ready for the final one here? Make our final right. selection. We moved uh, even further back to the safety position. So I think kind of the same – idea uh with your cornerbacks chris not a ton of you know super sexy names and you know i don't know if there's a lot of them are kind of guys that i don't know if you can say are all-stars right away but i think can be somebody to uh potential to have potential so we'll see what we've got yeah free agent number one been around the proverbial block a few times finishing up his eighth year and his stint with his fourth team over those eight years. No matter where he goes, though, he is a consistent presence. He's missed only five games in his whole career. He's 30 years old, but you could say he's aged like fine wine, with 2018 notching a career-high three interceptions. And at $2 million last year, he's looking to add more color to his uniforms with your team. He's free agent number one. Free agent number two. Also, uh, for those of you listening, I have finger-gunned Chris every single time that I've said free agent number one, number two. So he's gotten about 12 finger-guns coming his way so far. Uh, Free agent number two faced some heartbreak at the beginning of the year. He was waived very early on in the season. However, rebounded quickly and picked up shortly thereafter and made the most of it. Went on to lead all of the free agent safeties this year with four interceptions and only made $630,000 last year. He's only 26 years old, and he's ready to find a home that will appreciate the catch that he is. He is free agent number two. And then finally, free agent number three comes into 2019. After being part of one of the top teams in the league in 2018, he played last season under a franchise tag, making $12 million. With some of the talent around him needing paychecks uh, coming up, he could be looking for a new home in 2019. A top player at 28 that flew around amassing a career-high 78 tackles and a pick. Track has him valued at $10 million a year. A big player from the big city. He is free agent 
number three. So one, two, or three. Oh. This one close on Twitter as well. Did you put haha Clinton Dix on one of these? I did not. No, I did not. Okay, I would good. Thought that you're <laughs> that on me. No, I can understand your trepidation because I threw Frank Zombo at you. But exactly. I'm, I'm, That's what I was thinking. Probably I'm not ha-ha. a complete jerk. I'm not going to throw haha back in this. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better. All right, I'm just going to roll the dice. I'm going to go with pick number two. All right. Uh, Twitter agrees with you at 50%. As well, uh, right behind that, they picked number one with forty-two percent. Your pick, though, twenty-six-year-old safety from Tampa Bay is Andrew Adams. Andrew Adams played thirteen games last year with the Buccaneers. He was waived by the Giants around uh, week number one or number two, and then immediately picked up and, uh, like I said, led all safeties with four interceptions last year and made just barely the league minimum there was $630,000. So could be a, uh, a guy that fills in almost immediately pretty much anywhere you would kind of expect. Yeah. I like that you, you're picking these players that are realistic. You didn't say Earl Thomas or, or Landon Collins, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I hope that the Packers don't overpay. That's why we're picking these players that are realistic. That right. Packers might be able to, especially you know, if, if they let Matthews, or if, I heard if they cut Nick Perry, they could save $10 million. So maybe they use that to grab a safety. Because let's face it, they need it. They can't spend another year with Kentrell Bryce. No, you can't, you can't go back in 2019 with that. Um, your other free agent safeties, uh, Marcus Gilchrist was safety number one from the Oakland Raiders. And uh, number three was LaMarcus Joyner from the Los Angeles Rams. So... We've picked several free agent uh, dates here for us on this Valentine's Day. I think that I think the thing we've we've figured out here, Chris, or at least uh, what I think is, the Packers need to be active here in free agency, which everyone you know kind of expects, and that you know that's been said uh, pretty much all year. But I think we when it when you look at it kind of in this sense, where everything's sort of blind and you're not really sure, you know, you're not looking at names, you're looking at production and, you know, kind of a return on investment. Maybe the Packers need to go into this a little bit more cautiously than some people, uh, you know, maybe are looking at in this upcoming offseason. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially uh, when you take a look at the Packers finally going into free agency a little bit over the last couple of years compared to years prior, and look look what happened. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, at least they're trying, at least they're actively going out. But yeah, I, I really think that the key to this offseason, especially, is just to find a productive player. You know, people look at, you know, Charles Woodson back in 2006. People forget that that's also the offseason where they got Ryan Pickett. And Ryan, yeah. Pickett, Ryan Pickett turned out to be a huge addition. Yeah, he didn't put up sexy stats or is a sexy name, but that guy played a huge role in winning the Super Bowl. That's the kind of free agents I'm looking for the Packers to get as a solid, solid contributor. Well, even Charles Woodson, he was coming into that year as sort of a rebuilding project. Mm-hmm. You right. know, uh, after after leaving Oakland, people thought that maybe his career had kind of, you know, taken a dip and that it was pretty much over. And he finds a revitalization in Green Bay. And so – you don't need the sexy name 
on this Valentine's Day. You just need the person <laughs> that's going to be there for you. So a, a little, <laughs> a little history, a little uh, uh, lesson on love and uh, and football as well today. Um, so as we go through this off season and we're looking at free agent class, um, obviously as we get closer into uh, the spring coming up, we've got the combine. We've got uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up for the draft, uh, especially ahead of time, looking at prospects and things like that. So make sure that you're sticking with us through the rest of this off season. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at pack a day podcast. Make sure that you like subscribe rate review, all of that stuff for us. It's, it super helps us. You can consider it a Valentine's day gift for, uh, for us on Twitter. You can follow myself at DK all the way and my partner, Chris, at Chris Schimmel as well. We would appreciate that too. And uh, for my partner, Chris, uh, Chris, any Valentine's Day shout out you want to give on the podcast? Oh, put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just enjoy the day. Buy your girlfriend your gift. If you don't have a girlfriend, uh... <laughs> go buy yourself a, a round of shots at the bar. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Self-medicate. Anyway, uh, have a wonderful Valentine's Day, everybody. Thank you again so much for listening to this edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good! 30! Turns up field, 25! it over, starts to his left, now he moves, starts to the right side, snap to A-Rod, looking downfield, being flushed, rolling left, winds up, rainbows it high and deep into the end zone, it's high, what did it caught, it is caught for a touchdown, one kick away from the NFC Championship game, from the 41, left hand. 51 yards, field goal attempt, snap, placement, kick to the uprights, and it is right to the middle, it is good, and the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. And what a happy bunch of green fans.